0: I'm Corinna Gallup. I'm the senior producer at Blast Films, working on Saving Lives at Sea. Saving Lives at Sea is a BBC series in which we follow lifeboat crews around the UK and Ireland as they carry out rescues. It's an incredibly uplifting and dynamic series. We see these rescues as they are carried out. We're actually with the crews as they're paged, um, as they head out to see whether it be a fishing boat or someone who's a paddleboard or somebody who's drowning, we are there on scene as it happens. We interview the crews uh, about that experience. And also, if we're lucky, we interview the casualties about how they got into that situation, how it felt for them, that moment of rescue. Honestly, it's it's incredibly heartwarming, really, and really uplifting to you know be there as these um, stories unfold. It really has captured people's hearts, and and I think there are a couple of reasons. One is that we are seeing ordinary people doing extraordinary things. They're doctors, stay-at-home parents, builders, people from all walks of life who are giving up their time to go and save a stranger. So it really is the best of humanity and it's around the UK and Ireland so all coastal towns and villages with a lifeboat station so we have this huge reach and, and you know and I think also the fact that so many of us, especially since COVID, has, have made, really made um, sort of good use of, of the coast and, and, you know, being there on holiday. Some people, you know, it's, it's their way of life. But it's very relatable. Many of us have been down to the sea and we've had children, used paddle boards, gone out on boats, um, gone out on sort of pleasure yachts. And we know that there are people out there that will come and help us if we get into trouble. The crews will submit footage of rescues that they've carried out and we then approach uh, the casualties involved to see if they'd be willing to share their story. When I first approach a casualty to see if they would be willing to share their stories, the first thing we do is, is, is really sort of listen to them, we speak to them on the phone, listen to them as, as they relate their story to us. We then take a view as to whether it's the right thing for them to share. It's not for everybody. As we're now on Series 7, there, there is that trust in the series as a, as a whole. They can sort of watch any episode and see that the series is non-judgmental and the RNLI are non-judgmental. I think that quite often casualties, if they feel they could have done something differently, they want to share that message. We never take it for granted, you know, for someone to have been through something that difficult and then to sit in front of a camera and and share it with, you know, over a million strangers. We know that that is a big ask, but we're very lucky in, in that so many people are willing to do it, and, and that is really down to gratitude for the lifeboat crew. I think that's the key. And there is often a bond between the casualty and the crew. Quite often they haven't seen each other since it happened it may be that sometimes the the crew don't know what's happened to the casualty where they've come, whether they've come through it whether they've survived how they are now how they feel about it and I think that when they see the series the feedback we've had is that the crew really appreciate hearing the story their story from the casualties point of view what their feelings were that moment when they thought all hope was lost that moment when the lifeboat sort of arrives or or, you know the lifeguard arrives and the gratitude they feel for the casualties I think hearing it from the crew's point of view is quite interesting I think quite often They feel that they haven't been able to explain it to family and friends, to people they know. They haven't been able to put it across. For them to be able to watch the series with family and friends, to see the crew describing the danger they were in, really kind of brings it home and helps them share that story. Shouts that have really stood out for me personally have been the search for a young fisherman in withered sea that had gone missing he was very well known to the crew and they searched for him for hours and he was never he he wasn't found as they searched he was found days later now his father Arthur was there at the station when the crew came back in and had to speak to him as they came in not having found him and Arthur gave us an interview, and that was the most extraordinary thing, so oh, I'm welling up even thinking about it. You know, he, he spoke about his son and what his loss had meant to him. And the reason he did this is because he wanted to um, pass on a message to other fishermen to wear a life jacket. So to put himself in front of a camera to talk about having lost his son It was just heartbreaking, but he did it for a reason and for a good reason and I have so much respect for him. We as a series, and I think people very much focus on the crews that go out to sea, they're really at the sort of forefront of of those rescues. But I think working working on this you realise how much goes into that, the amount of time they give, they don't just sit waiting for a shout, they put in training. They go there, you know, they spend hours every week, you know, it's, it's, they go sort of twice a week for full on training sessions. It's busiest during the summer holidays, you know, if they're in, they're going out to a fishing vessel, they can be out for sort of 12, 15 hours. So I think it's just, it's, it's seeing how much is put into it. And also the shore crew, the shop volunteers, a fundraising team, what a sort of huge organization goes into getting those people onto those boats that will go out to save your life. I think that's really quite extraordinary is how many people that aren't on screen that that give up their time as well. Working on this series has made me (laughs) slightly neurotic mother to two teenage boys. So we do go down to North Devon every summer and if they're surfing, I can't actually watch. So I face the other way. if they go out on a paddleboard I am the one sort of going have you got your flotation device what's your means of communication I've probably driven them crazy since I've been working on this series honestly out of you know I've, I've been working in in tv for a long long time this is the series that for me um well that I've been most proud of when people ask what, I, what I'm up to, and I can say I'm working on saving lives at sea, and it's about the RNLI. People are always incredibly impressed because the RNLI really has a place in people's hearts. We really are seeing the best that people have to offer. Hello, this is Griff jones You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.